0: What?
2: Welcome back to another episode of In That Number. We hope you all had a very Merry Christmas and, of course, enjoyed the football, a successful festive period. Since we last recorded, uh, we're coming off the back of a 3-1 win at Villa Park and that incredible 2-0 win at Stamford Bridge on Boxing Day and, of course, yesterday's draw with Crystal Palace on Saturday afternoon. Uh, We've got two guests joining us today, uh, returning guest Dan Rideau. And we look ahead to the Spurs game on Wednesday, is that right, New year's day? Joining us for that we have Spurs fan Mickey White, uh, but of course we have the Moscow mush Kevin Milberton, and he's actually right next to me because he's visiting from Russia at the moment, so Kev, how the fuck are you? Yeah,
3: I'm fucking grand, <laughs> uh, a little bit worse for wear after uh, yesterday catching the match uh, a few points before and after. Uh, but yeah, glad to be here in this uh, wonderful studio in Sholing, <laughs> uh, alongside the the mighty Ray. Excellent.
2: Um, and our guest, Dan, Dan Rideout. How are you? Hello. How are you, all right? Yeah, good. Nice Christmas. Yes, it was
1: all good. Thank you. Yeah, <clears throat> how was yours? Oh yeah, you know the usual. Oh yeah, my my just uh, seeing family, doing the same same bits we do most years. So yeah, very nice to be off work. Though. Oh yeah, when did you go back? Um, I went on. I went back on the Friday. Um, then back
2: tomorrow. Uh, see, I haven't been, special, been back yet. I'm I'm not going back till tomorrow. So I bet I've been quite lucky this year. Actually, it's been the longest time I've had off. So.
3: Very nice. In the whole of um, the first week of January is a public holiday in Russia, so um, I'm not going back until at least the ninth.
2: That's amazing. But anyway, Kev, wow. how are you? Anyway, how's your how's your trip to the UK been?
3: Yeah, it's been fantastic. We've managed to pack a lot in. We landed on Saturday just before the Villa match. Didn't obviously get a chance to go and see that, but um, our good friend Mark did, and uh, what a match that was. But yeah, we spent the time over the weekend in London to a bit of sightseeing. Never been to the Tower of London before, went in there. Um, yeah, Mrs. Mush and my brother in law, who were with me, both enjoyed themselves. Went to the RAF Museum in Hendon as well. Nice. That was very interesting. It's a lot of walking, though. I think, we walked about the equivalent of a marathon over that weekend. And then uh, yeah, Work then
2: off that Christmas dinner?
3: Well, well it's <laughs> before Christmas, you see, so, uh, yeah, obviously making a nice little space <laughs> uh, for the Christmas festivities that follows, but just, yeah, with the family, had a um, good old traditional Christmas dinner on Christmas Day, and then um, the leftovers made another dinner on boxing, So I had like two Christmas dinners. <laughs> wow. And, um, yeah, since I've been to Southampton, I've had uh, English breakfast each, each morning. <laughs> uh, couple that up with the New Year's uh, spread that they're going to put on, and yes, I think I'm going to do have to do a lot of working out know, in January <laughs> to oh get yeah. rid of it. All. Along with everyone. But yeah, we've had a great time in Southampton. Um, I've left um, Mrs. Mush to do a bit of shopping uh, for New Year's presents, and uh, yeah, to do this lovely. And thing and,
2: and we had a poker tournament, didn't yeah. we? Our oh, annual we did. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah, I've got the uh, very nice. He so won right in front of us.
2: Kevin won again. <laughs> Two years in a row <coughs> five overall, is that right?
3: Quite possibly Although the um, engraved trophy that's got all of the winners on it uh, Does only go up to 2009 so, um, No,
2: 2011 I think <laughs>
3: right, okay. So yeah, I think we need to sort that out <laughs> Yeah, we do um, Yes, and of course yesterday The the
2: Palace game, we all we all went to that We had a, a lovely meet-up mm. um, well, So yeah, the, yesterday was, it was fab It was like we got to meet some great people. Oh, you know, it was obviously great to see you, Kev, and and, I, and Marina, of course, and your brother-in-law, Bogdan. It was great to see him again because I haven't seen him since your wedding. And we got to see Mark and his wife. They were returning from, from Massachusetts, so that was nice. Um, and we finally got to meet John Smith, who's been on the show mm. a couple of times. We got to meet him and have a chat have a drink with him
3: you know what I'm convinced that um, when I was just coming over the bridge <coughs> I saw him um, and yeah. of the cyclists so I thought it was him maybe it was and, yeah it was just sort of riding over the itching bridge about 12 this afternoon maybe it was him I, I have to tweet him out
2: nice. um, and a shout out to Kurt and his wife Alison who come all the way over from Tampa Florida sunny Tampa Florida yeah wonderful yeah. Um, and they come and met us um, at the standing order yesterday before the game had a drink with them took him down to the stadium and then they come pre-game, uh, sorry, post-game with us, didn't they, for another drink. Um, so yeah, if you're listening, yeah, it was really, really nice to meet you guys. Um, Hope you enjoy Paris. Yeah, and after Paris, yeah, Paris before they return back home to Florida. So yeah, had a great time. Just a shame we couldn't get the free
3: points.
1: It was, yeah, so apologies I couldn't meet you guys.
3: Oh, that's all right, yeah, it would have been better if you would have uh, joined us, of course. Okay, so yeah, <coughs> we decided to make this a ceremonious occasion. Uh, maybe it could become a bit of a podcast tradition, but I do have a present for you, right? you. Yes,
2: I'm looking forward to this. Or should I do?
3: Um, you can tell me once you've opened it. <laughs> OK, I'm
1: just about to open it. OK. A half-season ticket.
2: <laughs> is it? Is it a is it half-season
1: ticket? Um, oh, it may be it's maybe it's a, a symbolic
3: half-season ticket. It's a yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's a mouse. For all your editing needs. And
2: a mouse mat for my editing needs. Oh, brilliant. And it says, in that number pod on it. Wow. <laughs> That's incredible. (laughs) That's amazing. I really love that, and it's a red and white mouse as well. (laughs) Exactly. I think it's It's red anyway.
3: That's
2: amazing. Thank you, Kevin. You're welcome. Give you a
3: hug now. (laughs) Thank you. So make all those long nights of editing a little bit more enjoyable. Yeah. Straight on eBay. (laughs) (laughs) Right.
1: Signed by you, Ray. Yeah.
3: This is ITN, In That Number News.
2: OK, on to the ITN news. I don't, I, we don't really have a lot of news to discuss, apart from, the obviously, the, the games that have been coming thick and fast through the festive period. But the, the one bit of news that I do want to touch on is the amazing bit of news that Franny Benali has been given an MBE in the New Year's
3: Honours. Did you hear about this one, Kev? Yeah, you told me about it. I did look at the newspaper the other morning and was looking at the news on this, But, um, yeah... I'm kind of at least indifferent towards most of the people who receive these honours. But yeah, Franny Bononi is just one step short of um, what the fans have been demanding. I'm still going to call him Sir Franny. Sir Franny, yeah. Mm. It's only a matter of time. But yeah, congratulations. Well deserved. Yeah. Good news.
1: Oh, d- I, did read, I did read an article other there, I think in the Scottish or Celtic PayPal website, about we put a £25 million price tag on Fraser Foster. Really? Did you see that? No.
2: Twenty-five so
1: million. Did. That's going to scare him off, isn't it? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> eight million will probably scare him off. Yeah. Be straight off to China. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, have you seen China are going to put a wage cap? In? No. No. Have you seen that? Oh, uh, 49k k a week, I think it is. Oh wow. As of as of every new contract that goes through, something that I read yesterday. So all of the pe- all of the players that are currently on huge wages will end up leaving. At the end of their contracts. Wow.
2: I suppose that's pretty good news for world football, but just not for China.
1: Yeah. Hopefully the Premier League might um, follow, suit. follow suit with a little bit more than 49k, but... That actually could even things up a bit, couldn't it? Yes.
3: Yeah. The only other sort of news seems to be about Shane Long's contract, but... Um,
1: I He's don't up in so, um, summer, isn't he?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I actually did read something about um, Ralph just saying it's not a problem at the moment. They're not really discussing it. Um. But it does, there, is, there has to come a point where they will have to do something about it. I mean, what, is he 32 now, is that right? Yeah. So, you know... It'd be yeah, but he's still one of the his
1: players on the pitch, though. Sure. Or yeah. like, I
2: mean, does it... But if he's not getting regular football, I know he is at the moment. I mean, is it not worth giving him a one-year extension?
1: Yeah, one, one, two years. You need, you need some... Sometimes you need the experience and the older players in the dressing room not just to get rid of it all, just someone to, you know
2: that atmosphere in the dressing room. Yeah, I mean, we, I mean we, we both love Shane Long, so I would love it if he played on again. But again, it really does depend on what they plan to do in the summer, and <coughs> especially with, with Shea Adams, because there was rumours about him going up to Nottingham Forest.
3: Yeah, I know. Like
2: I know if that goes, then we are going to be short on strikers, but then have they got money to play with to bring another striker in to replace him? And if so, what, where does that leave Shane Long? Yeah. So I guess it's
3: just all up in the air still, isn't it? I'd stick another year in his contract if I miss Ralph. Yeah, well, it's not up to Ralph, is it? Yeah.
1: No.
3: <laughs> um, well, he could demand it, can't he? Yeah. Um, yeah, Alan Pardew's got a new job at yeah. uh, Den Haag in Holland. As as has David Moyes. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> is that official Yeah.
3: I think it
2: is, yeah. I think it is. They stacked him like five months ago, didn't they? And, and getting him back. I don't know how, how West Ham feel about that, but...
1: Is his contract with the United ended yet or not?
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. one of those managers with several contracts on the go Yeah, the I
2: think, actually, I think Pardew's only just been paid off by Saints. Like well, last year or something, I don't know, I, don't, I can't remember
3: where his contract no, was. Yeah, it was ten years ago. Yeah, yeah he must have had a 15-year contract now in Saints. <laughs> you know, Pardew's on. Do you think he's going to have a, a, a Dutch action to Steve McLaren? Steve McLaren's action, yeah. He's been a very good match. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm Matt LaTissier, and thank you for listening to In That Number.
2: Okay, so we go on to the Chelsea game from Boxing Day. A comfortable 2-0 win at Stamford Bridge. Coming off the back of a 3-1 away win at Aston Villa, which was, yeah, it was just amazing. Amazing festive period there up until the the Palace game. But, so yeah, I want to start off with the Chelsea game. I mean, I, I considered that Villa result to be the best of the season, you know, going into the Chelsea one, being three-one away from home, and it was it was you know as as comfortable and comprehensive as we can make it. And we as Saints fans, we don't do comfortable. So to, to go to Villa Park and win, you know, three-one, be 3 new up as well, and then obviously do our usual thing and conceding. But yeah, it was it, it just shows that things are starting to turn. Things are starting to come together. And then we go, we go to Stamford Bridge. Um, I'm just going to go through the, through the 11 with you guys. Um, so we had McCarthy in goal, obviously. Uh, Cedric, Stevens, Bednarik, and Bertrand at the back four, which seems to be a staple at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, Armstrong coming in, James Ward-Prowse, Hoyberg, and Redmond, with Oberfemi and Adams up front. So, so Ings was rested. Long had an injured knee, um, and in came Oberfemi and Adams. And I honestly thought we'd rest Ings for the Palace game and you know, really have a go at Chelsea. But in fact, it was the other way round, and you know, it, you know it paid off, didn't it? Uh, and it's fine to you know slate Ralph for his team selection, uh, but you know when it doesn't come off. At the same time, we need to give him credit when it does come off, and it did, you know, pretty dramatically.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. One of, one of the key bits, I think, um, the last couple of games is keeping the same back four beginning of the season. If I'm not incorrect. We, we were swapping and changing centre-backs consistently, and now... Especially
2: left-backs, yeah.
1: <laughs> left yeah, and right-backs. But now now we've got a consistent back four. They, like yes, they've made mistakes here and there at home and so forth, but it's just ploughing through. It was, it was a shock to Danny Ings um dropped. But to play two guys up top with a bit of pace, actually, it's, it's, it's caught them off guard maybe a little bit. Possibly, yeah.
3: I mean, over Femi seems to come into his element around Christmas, doesn't he, last year... Scored against Huddersfield away away um, around Christmas as well. Um, That's why yeah. we need to utilise the whole squad. He comes in and takes his chances. Yeah, he's like, oh, Father Christmas, Michael, ho, 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 before me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, he wasn't even on the bench uh, in the game against Palace. He so obviously knackered himself out. Too much for this. <laughs> Too much Christmas turkey. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the, the bench on the, the Chelsea game, so
2: we had Gunn, Yoshida, Vestergaard. Ings, Romelu, Bouffal and though. Let, let, let's, just, let's just talk about the game quickly. We'll breeze through this one because we've got another game to talk about. But um, let, let's be honest, it was quite a boring, slow game. It was a bit of a slow burner, fair to say. I mean, if you were to watch highlights, there wouldn't have been a lot up until the goal to really talk about. No keepers were really tested. Um, but we were doing the job on Chelsea and we were, you know, frustrating them, not giving them anything, limited the,
3: uh, limiting their
2: chances... And then we took ours when it came
3: yeah and from from what you saw, because I mean I've only really seen the highlights uh, was it I mean we're quite good defensively um in the lead up to that uh, over goal
2: yeah, like I said, it was a bit of a it was a professional job, and it looked like Ralph coming in there with a game plan, just to you know keep shape, frustrate. And just limit Chelsea, and I cannot remember a shot on target from Chelsea. Not even any corners. Possession, okay, yes, you expect them to have the possession at Stamford Bridge. But I mean, like I said to you before, I mean, when we we're talking about the Spurs game coming up, that teams that have a go at Saints, that try to attack Saints, we're happy with it. Yeah, it's right. when you get those ones like the Watford games, the Norwich games, and indeed the Palace one from yesterday, where nobody really wants to make a mistake. Everyone sits back a little bit, and it doesn't really help Saints. But this one, I'm pretty sure Ralph had the game plan absolutely spot on, and it as I say, it was working until that goal and the Oberfemi goal. Yeah,
1: so so from the highlights, the the Oberfemi goal. I think it's Hoivier that plays the ball um, to Oberfemi, who takes it, cuts it in, past the central fence on the left, and pings it straight in the top corner, which Very good looks pitch. like he took that with so much confidence, it's unreal.
2: Yeah, and it was just a little turn, wasn't it? He got the ball. I think there was two <coughs> two Chelsea defenders around him. He got the ball with his back to goal. Quick little turn. Yeah. And instead of slipping it into, inside happens, to Adams, yeah. he just goes, runs at <coughs> the players, um, creates a little bit of space, left hand, left shot, sorry, right in the top corner.
1: Yeah, um, left left peg in the
3: top, top, top corner. Yeah, he could quite easily have um, just, yeah, set it, uh, laid it over for Adams for a tap-in. Uh, it did look greedy from. I thought, oh no, he's going <laughs> to yeah, fair play to him.
1: Yeah, you can be that's greedy strange. if you can finish like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it was Adams's run and you know, and, and his pace up top that's changed yeah. the defender's thought process and down. actually Yeah, yeah. Uh so really good and what one that's gonna be up there for goal of the month. I think the second
2: one might have something to say about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but then yeah, as I said like to you, Kev, that McCarthy had very, very little to do in that in that first half, especially. And the second half started and I mean When I watched the game, so I watched it live on Boxing Day, and it said that Chelsea were playing five at the back at home, and I thought that was a bit weird, you know, so I don't know what they're trying to do there. Um, But the second half came, and Chelsea made that change, and Zuma came off, and Mason Mount, (laughs) skate, comes on, and, you know, they abandoned that back three. And to to be fair to them, it did look like they were starting to settle, take control of the game. Uh, Tammy Abraham hit the side netting straight away, I think, in the early... Fifty minutes. Um, I, 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 every Saints fan, I imagine, just thinks, "Yeah, that's it. We've had our, we've had our 45 minutes. I'm not going to get anything else out of this." But, but then, this is what I like about Ralph. I can never, I don't remember an occasion where Saints have been a, one up and they've sat on it, unless it's been very, very late on, because they always try and keep going for a 2nd you know what can happen. Yeah, and think. Let's just face it. Saints don't know how to shut up shop. They don't know how to protect a lead. So I guess it's the best form of defence is attack. And then you know, the second goal, who wants to talk me through the second goal?
1: Uh, so the second goal, uh, again, I've only seen the highlights, but the, the feedback I've had from um, other Saints fans that w- watched the whole game and didn't get a chance is we, we played fantastic. And the build-up for the second goal was there was multiple um, passes put together mm. throughout the team, which is fantastic play, especially at, at Stafford Bridge. Um, and then the, the play from Stuart Armstrong as well up the top to set up the the goal was, I, th- I thought was fantastic as they well. It, yeah. he's, he's a he's a forward-thinking player and um, yeah, yeah, fantastic.
2: Yeah, just not just. I mean, the goal from Redmond, as said, the, the finish from Redmond was brilliant, but not just yeah. him. The, the the build-up and I don't need to tell you how good that was. You know, you, everyone can see it, and it's just it's pleasing because it's really not like Saints to score a goal like that. We don't see goals like that. I mean. How many times have we said that we we struggle for creativity? Um, yeah, and we, the only way that we can score is through like I don't know a set piece, individual bit of brilliance from someone. Um, know. Yeah, but that <laughs> wasn't that was not that was the whole team. Um, despite during that build
3: up, Hoyberg was the only person to pass backwards, but still <laughs> it still went forward in the end. Uh, Nine times out of ten, you know that Redmond's going to send that into the stands. But yes. yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> yeah, it's it's
1: great to see though from from the team, and it, it, it reflects the whole we play better football away from home um, story of the season really so far. Um, but it's, it's fantastic to to see. Yeah,
2: absolutely, and yeah, I'm, for me that's goal of the month. I know mean, you're going to put our polls out for the next <laughs> the next week's show, but for me that's that's my vote. Amazing, and Armstrong, yeah, fucking love you.
1: Mm. I was um, I was I was a little bit surprised because I think they just come off the back of a loss to West Ham, a loss to Bournemouth, going into our game, and I thought we were really get a bit of backlash. Mm. But ultimately, we've gone there and done the job, and a very professional job as well. So it was. fair
2: play, very pleasing. But there, I mean, I don't know about you, Dan, but there's still that part of me that felt like that we couldn't hang on.
1: <laughs> is that just oh, me being a, just a
2: <laughs> pessimistic Saints fan, but no, we've been wow. burned
1: before, you know, I just, and as I'm As soon as we go 1-0 up, I'm like, oh, here we go. Yeah. one Is it, is it going to be 93, or is it going to be... Yeah, just,
2: we could take bets on the minutes, couldn't we?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, my,
3: I tried to, uh, I haven't really had the internet, I've been... Uh, kind of cut off from the outside world so uh, I spent the whole of Boxing Day looking forward to watching Match of the Day and when it was on third I was like oh, Jesus this is going to be a bloodbath." <laughs> and then yeah we scored first like okay I see which, which way this is going but then, no you can see it keep, keep, kept pushing on pushing on and uh, yeah
2: but, but did you at
3: any point Kev think that we were going to drop that from two one on yeah oh, yeah yeah. Okay, so it's not. Just <coughs> right yeah, because mm. I mean, we've seen it, it happened against uh, Arsenal that we were the better team and really threw away two points there. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's absolutely amazing. Like, what first clean sheet since what Sheffield United? Sheffield United, <laughs> yeah, mm. the Genève
1: though, of course, mm. yeah. It's um, great that we we went on to to push for a second, especially away from home, because you look at what we did at Newcastle, one 0 up, playing some pretty good football, and then again towards the end we. End up conceding t- two goals. Yeah, and don't get any points.
2: Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like the game plan that he had set up seemed to seemed to be perfect. Um, and yeah. that was it. You know, two, two nail, We hung on, and you know, clean sheet. Amazing. I never never expected that. I'm guessing nobody here did either. That was back to back away wins. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and, and Ralph said after the game that it was the best that he'd seen in his time. And I, I agree, I mean, you look back at the results that he's had since he's been here, in the 12-13 months that he's been here, is there anything better than that one? Obviously the Pompey game. Yeah, I mean, that
3: one. Good. I mean right at the beginning of his reign, that win over Spurs, when we came back and won it. Um, Arsenal win. I think this has got to rank up there. I'd probably put the, the Villa one up there just for the importance. Of, I think if this is our season turning around, I think that is the crux point where it will will turn around. Because you've got to beat the teams around and specifically below you. So we've beaten Norwich, we've beaten Watford, we've beaten Villa. But, I mean, all of those teams are picking up points against the bigger teams. So are we now? Becoming a lot more (laughs) difficult. Well, yeah, I mean, but yeah, that's a massive result. And I think, um, yeah, add that to the game yesterday, we got seven points out of three matches the end of the year I think that's a really decent haul
2: absolutely yeah um, just an excellent team work there for that one it just like worked hard together executed the game plans to perfection defended so well and Jack Stevens again brilliant brilliant in the Villa yeah. game brilliant in this game just I don't know what's happened to him Jack fucking Stevens. I think we need to change his name to Jack
3: Fucking incredible Stevens or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. You want to keep? I just want to yeah, keep the keep the, keep the swear <laughs> in there, but just change the intonation to make it a bit more. Jack fucking Stevens.
1: Okay, yeah. we'll have that. <laughs> it's um, just I think it's just the consistency and he's grown a bit of confidence and yeah, you know we can we can build something at the back hopefully and go forwards with it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm I'm going to ask your man of the matches. I know this is pretty difficult for for, for Kevin because he was you know, out of the loop with, without no internet or anything like that. But
3: What I've seen, I think Redmond's his confidence has grown. Um, he to be making more correct decisions. He's got a goal. Um, yeah, I, th- I think that hopefully should turn his season around because he's been a real disappointment. I thought that he'd come into this season even stronger, just like he did the season before. But he just he's felt, felt, felt a bit short of the mark. So yeah, hopefully... Uh, I'll give him a bit of clarity, and we'll see a lot better from him.
1: Yeah,
2: Um, and and Dan, man of the match for you in the Chelsea game.
1: Uh, Yeah, I'd I'd agree. I'd agree with that. I haven't seen enough probably of the game to to um, say much more about the other players, but yeah, I'd agree
2: with that. Well, um, Jack fucking Stevens. Mm. I mean, he needs a mention. Um, He he's been so good, and dare I say, he's been crucial, hasn't he? Um, these past few weeks, but i 'm going to give it to my boy Armstrong mm. and yeah. um, actually you know I think i 'm going to credit Ben Stanfield here because he put it perfectly when he tweeted um, and he you know he summed it up better than, than I could um, how he just says, how good has this guy been in the last couple of games He's waited mm. patiently, professionally for his chance, and then he made it count. You know, the energy, yeah. creativity and commitment in bundles, and I just thought that sums it up. And I I, mean, I already had Armstrong in mind for me anyway, but yeah. So I'm going to go, um, I'm going to go straight Armstrong. So then we go into Crystal Palace. <coughs> Did you know that we haven't won our last game of a calendar year since 2010? And that was wow. a 4-1 win over Huddersfield in League wow. One. Um, and the last Premier League one was back in 2002, and that was 2-1 over Sunderland. So the last game of the Canada season you're looking confused Kevin yeah well, or just disappointed I think that
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah I don't remember <laughs> but yeah it's still the, the, it still it would still go on because we didn't win obviously it was 1-1 uh, goal from Tompkins for Palace and then of course who else Danny Ings mm. with the equaliser starting 11 then some eyebrows raised on this one uh, McCarthy Cedric <coughs> Stevens, Fednarek and Bertrand keep their place Bouffal, Ward-Prowse, Hoiberg, Redmond in the middle, and then Adams and Ings. So two changes from the Chelsea game. Armstrong out, Oberfemi out, Ings and Bouffal in. And Gineppo making the bench was a bit of a surprise. I don't think he was going to be ready until New Year's Day. First thing that hit me with that side was that there was no striker on the bench. And I said that to you in the pub, didn't I? And it seemed to me there was no plan B. We we were kind of like set up to strike early, take a lead... And then defend it, and maybe bring, bring Romelu on to shore things up. But, you know, it didn't quite go to plan. And how did you see that that team, Kev?
3: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of strange. I mean, we know that because of the fixture congestion, we're quite... congestion Because of the <laughs> congestion? fixture congestion, yeah, we're um, a little short on high-quality players so that we can rotate. So, yeah, and we've got the unchanged defensive line. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there had to be some changes in in the midfield and up front it's obviously saved things for this game um, <laughs> not having watched the game I'm not entirely sure that gambit paid off mm. uh, but yeah as you say uh, G- yeah, Giannepo nice surprise to see him in there um, kind of crucial really in, in, in the game
2: what turned out to be
3: yeah Yeah, um, a big fast start a lot of people have been uh, crying out for that so, Yeah, I, and, and Will Smallbone Smallbone on the bench, on the bench yeah that, that was a bit of a surprise. A very big surprise. He yeah, has a habit of doing this around Christmas and just forgets them for the rest of the season.
1: Yeah.
2: And what about you, Dan? Did you uh, were you any any surprises for
1: you when that <clears throat> starting eleven on the bench? Yeah, I was surprised not to see Armstrong. Um, but then again, it, you got to we got to as as you mentioned think about resting players after two games in, in near enough three days. Um, it was good to see Buffal start, but he didn't look match sharp. Mm-mm. Um, and then uh, no strike on the bench. We we picked that up uh, before the game as well. But I guess you could class Gineppo as as that attacking sort of game changer when he comes on. Um, but yeah, we, so. we
2: we kind of discussed <clears> the fact that if we were in the lead, then Adams would come off around the sixty, seventy minute mark.
1: Yeah,
2: would come on, form a five midfield or whatever, and you know let Ings stay up top and roam. Um, or you know, as it turned out, Redmond that can just you know go f- go through the centre and then play it that way. Always you can always change the formation. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, I run through the rest of the bench. Uh, it was Gun Yoshida, Vestergaard, Giannepo, Romeo Armstrong, and of course Will Smallbone.
3: But yeah, I mean, how did you see this one, Kev? Um, the first half it was slow, um, uninspiring. I mean, dip, dip, I don't remember a shot on goal for the first half at all. Just kind of side and back way, backward passing from both sides. I don't think either of them could be bothered. They just look knackered, really, to be honest. Um, neither of them really to really take a risk or, or push at all. And Ings, he was just a lonely figure. I mean, we we were sort of, um, the UKMR said to me, Ing's injured. He just seems to be hobbling. No, he's just striding about the pitch because there's nothing I thought to that do. about Bufair as well I thought I saw them both limping but this is
2: just me I'm just a pessimist like oh my god he's injured
3: <laughs> No, he just got fuck all to do yeah
2: but I mean it, it, you say that it was, a, it, was a, it was a bad start it could have been worse because oh yeah Um, offside call. Cool. The, the VAR yeah, yeah the, the Zaha incident uh, Maya put the ball in the net but Zaha found it easy didn't he L- look, made it look easy just to go through and then slide it across but Dan, what did you think about that 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 decision, that VAR decision?
1: Yeah, well, Sahar, so his arm is offside. His <laughs> dreadlocks are offside. It? <laughs> <laughs> um, glad it's making the right sort of calls. I'm not the biggest VAR fan at all um, in the Premier League. It's kind of put me off watching a lot of football in the Premier League these days. But it saved us a couple of times. Um, it was a bit easy for Sahar to go through the defence. Um, at that stage But um, You know we, we, we To the first half I thought we that, that Not a lot Did happen With regards to shots on goal It was fairly boring But I thought Some of the midfield Were getting quite stuck in um, And trying to show their presence Especially War Prowse And people oh, yeah. on Zaha um, mm. Which was frustrating Their players as well Because uh, they were Kicking the ball away In anger Once or twice uh, Which I thought Was really good From my from midfield To actually not Just be pushed off the ball um, especially against someone the size and, and build of Sahar, who's a fantastic player. Um, it's great though that was called cool offside for us, but yeah, not a lot really happened.
2: Yeah, and you mentioned that you know we were getting stuck in and tackling in the middle of the park like Ward-Prowse was, and it's still still managing to get under the skin mm-hmm. of
3: Zaha. Well, on the away fans, whenever Prowsey got the ball, were booing him. <laughs> well, I didn't notice that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, <I> think. <laughs> yeah. Hoiberg got his like, shirt ripped off
1: halfway through the first day. That was right at the start, wasn't yeah.
2: it? That was like like three minutes in, the shirt was
1: ripped. Yeah, he had to change his shirt. I forgot about that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was, wasn't that the challenge with Zaha and someone else? And it all sort of, they started to bundle into each other. Then the referee sort of didn't do anything with it. And then Hoiberg ripped his shirt. Yeah, and you're kind of thinking the referee must kind of put two and two together and go, okay, someone's grabbed his shirt and ripped it off his sort of with force, and nothing was sort of done, no yellow cards were issued,
2: just no, no VAR check. Yeah, <laughs> no. I mean, I'm going to have to watch that again because I couldn't, I, I didn't even have that in my notes to be honest. But yeah, reminds. Um, and then you know the second half goal came early on. Um. And what did I say to you, Kev, as they were lining up this free kick? I was like, this is it. This is the opening goal, isn't it? And, um,
1: I'll is never it like ever a... free kick, mate. My...
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. It was one from the training ground, One, it's Just a nice little chip in and we were asleep, I guess, and Tompkins nods it into the top corner, 1-0. It in. <laughs> Tompkins.
1: <it>
2: <laughs> <laughs> a nice one.
3: But then, how did you see Saints' response, Kev? Fairly flat, really, until Gineppo came on. Hmm. Um, yeah, doing this little flaming flaming arm man act along along the wings there, and um, yeah, they they switched up uh, Buffal and Redmond um, a few times throughout the match to try and control Zahara. Um but not to not to real great effect. I mean, Bufal did have some um, some beautiful individual moments of flair, but yeah, when Gineppo came on, I think that that really swung the momentum in our favour because uh, yeah, he was just caused them an absolute riot
2: absolutely it? yeah um, and I'll talk the goal I mean Palace were fucking about with it really weren't they just, um, <laughs> yeah, just the pointless <clears throat> back pass I mean,
3: yeah was it to the keeper or was it I tried
2: to it was Kelly game. wasn't it um, and you know it was just faint pressure mm. just like pressuring the uh, the, the, the Palace defence it's a wayward back pass from Kelly mm. um, Ings it from yeah <laughs> and he's not going to miss that is he
3: Um
2: and you know, Saints have scored twenty-four goals this season, and Ings has got twelve of them. Mm. He's got the half. It's like, what, what would we do without him?
1: It's, it's, I mean, it's what we've been missing for um, two, three years now. was an actual double-figure goal scorer. How we, how we survived without one? For so two, three years up. Yeah, I don't know what we've done. Mane was the last player to do.
2: It. Was he? Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then we had sort of, like Kev said, Dan. We had we had minutes. Where or moments rather, that every single attack that we <coughs> had then it went to Gineppo, he was causing the problems. Uh, and we got free kicks out of it, <coughs> got a, managed to get a book in, didn't they? Um, got a few corners, Ings had that chance from the corner, which was a good save. Um, but that was it. I mean, his free kick,
3: yeah. the, the, the oh, free yeah, kick that, that Gineppo caused with the yellow, yeah. Um just before that Gineppa had a crack and they both seemed to go for the
1: same spot yeah a
3: couple of really good saves to keep Palace in it.
1: yeah that, that Gineppe opportunity where he cut in from the left took on about four players and then he yeah. made yeah. a cracking save uh, that, right. that could have been 2-1 so.
2: this is why I was I was more gutted than most at the end of the game I think people were like yeah we'll settle for a point point," and I get uh, it yeah it could have been a lot worse but I was more oh, points dropped here
1: yeah I would have taken a, probably a draw before the game I'd because I know Palace can be an awkward team to play against, especially with the pacey attack from Zaha. And
2: actually, Palace have not lost a game uh, against a team in the bottom half this season. Wow. So they, they do the business down there. So I don't know why, because I mean, I don't know if we've probably not got any Palace fans listening, but I, I just thought they were boring. I thought as soon yeah, as they, they went one up, they just <laughs> didn't do anything. They didn't make any changes. Well, they made that one change towards the end, and they, they only made that because Gineppo came on. That's when they yeah. put Koyate um, on. Um, but Ginefo. I, I
3: okay, just don't
2: think they had anything. I, when they went a, when it, when they went a goal up, it was seemed a bit flat. They had no intention to go and take the lead, uh, to go and double the lead. They just you know sat back and were quite happy to take it. But <coughs> then I have listened to Hodgson's interview at the end of the game and said that he hasn't got the option to make these changes. All right. Um, you know with the the the, the <coughs> fixtures coming thick and fast and then the recovery time etc. So maybe I was you know a little bit harsh on him there. But And I just think we could have got so much more out of it, especially the way that Gineppo was changing the game. So yeah. there was that part of me that was disappointed that we didn't get all three. And, you know, what a Christmas that would have been.
3: Yeah, I think I, you can compare <coughs> it to the West Ham match where we had the last 30 minutes and we were just given it everything and we, sh- we should have got a lot more out of it. And I suppose at least with this match we did get the point. Um, yeah, that poached goal from Ings. But you, you feel with those kind of attacks <coughs> something, something <you> should have come <coughs> with it. But, yeah, it didn't against West Ham it did here so I suppose that's a positive. But, yeah, Crystal Palace are just a, a really boring side. I remember hmm. it was the nil-nil against Watford, and Hodgson came out of the match and, um, well, not in these exact words, but said, well, what the fuck do you expect? They're knackered. It would have been better if he did say like, like that. They've only got a <laughs> players, and they, you know, they're, they're all fucking knackers. So yeah. Um, and, yeah, they, they just come kind of <laughs> They They just straight off of a, a win against uh, West Ham, so yeah. yeah, I think, and they, and they were, they were ties. They, they weren't particularly inspired. So do you see this, Kev, <coughs> as, a, as a point gained? Uh, n- no, I think I'd see it as two points lost, because um, if you can contain Zaha, then there's not really any problems, and when Tineppo came on, I think, did that, if, if, if he'd have come on early, stick him on a half-time, maybe it could have been a different <coughs> game, but
1: yeah, hindsight is a wonderful thing. Can but you, Dan, point? Yeah, yeah, I, I'd agree. If, if, uh, is such a fantastic injection of pace and energy. Um, and, and and to be fair, when when Buffel came off, I think, for Armstrong, I thought Armstrong did well, again, up top, um, just forward-thinking sort of player. But Gineppo is fantastic, and he seems to do everything right, whereas sometimes Redman will run up, and then he, Redman will sometimes stop the play and pause it and maybe turn back or try to be yeah yeah whereas Gineppo will just take that pace at the defender and then he's skipped one he skips two and then the ball's across or he's had a shot and it's just it's such a nice breath of fresh air sometimes
2: youthful enthusiasm I think isn't it just naivety maybe just <clears> I'm <throat> going to have a go you I'm not scared yeah,
3: yeah I think it's probably good to keep um, Buffon, and Gineppo on the bench because mm. I mean, whenever they seem to start they do fall flat but when they're Yeah, you were discussing
2: that at the end of the game, actually, and
3: said that Buffal,
2: I mean, he has started a a couple of games just as we come back from injury, though, Mm. and he did look a bit, you know, alone, isolated out there. And (laughs) Buffel didn't have the greatest game, like you said, Dan, because he was a bit, you know, probably wasn't match fit yet, but it just adds the fuel to the fact that people think he is just an impact player. Maybe that's what he is, and maybe that's what Gianepo is, (coughs) because it certainly works yesterday. I mean, you've got a tired Palace defence that's working hard, you get, you know, I yeah. what did he come on, the <coughs> 63rd minute or something like that, was it, that he came come on? Mm. Um, yeah. And running at a tired defence like that, it's a weapon.
1: It's, it's, it's great. We've got, we've got pace and, and speed and Ginefo, Buffett, Long, Redmond and Adams as such. I mean, take out Danny Ings, he runs his heart out. But that sort of pace that we can bring on, just to, when the defences are tired, is great. It's a great option for us to have.
3: Yeah, um, man of the match. I really enjoyed Parisi's game. I think I think he held together well. Um, his set pieces in that match they were wonderful. That free kick was was, was going straight in. And mm. uh, yeah, he just seems to come into his own element uh, against Palace. It didn't cause as much <laughs> problems with sending off as the last season. But yeah, I think he definitely enjoyed himself, and I enjoyed watching him.
2: Um, I'll go and say, well, I mean, Giannepo came on in the 63rd minute, so and he, he turned the game on its head. I think he made it made it. Well, he gave he gave me hope, just full of energy. Uh, he had the hope that we could go on and make it three points. Um, and I said every break that we had was switched down to the left side just so we could get an attack in. But I do think it's unfair to hand a man of the match because he was only there for a short period of time. So. I'm going to give it to Prousey, also Kevin, because of the you know the 90 plus minutes that he put in yesterday. I thought he was great. I thought <laughs> he was um, he done everything you expect a central midfielder to do. You know, apart from sticking in that free kick. You know, he he broke up a couple of Palace breaks um, and he had a hand to wind up when necessary. Um, you know, and if it, he's one of those players, that, you know, if Ralph gave the order, he'd crawl on his belly across broken glass with his flies unzipped. <laughs> I think he would, so I'm going to have to give
3: it to, to Prousey. I think that Christmas party got out of hand. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I'd, uh, I'd, 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 I'd agree with that. He, first half, I'm, I'm not the, hands up. I'm not the biggest War Prouse fan all the time, but he he was solid first half, getting stuck into challenges, and I thought he put in a, a great effort yesterday. Good three your rounds
2: then. All right. <clears throat> <Nice. laughs> Joining us to talk Tottenham with us, we have a very special guest, and I'm pleased to say a good friend, Mickey White. Mickey, how are you, sir? Hello, mate. I'm
0: all right. How are you?
2: Very, very well. Good stuff. Good stuff. And of course, do you know Dan? Hi, mate. Hello, Dan. And Kevin. Hello. <laughs> so we are all here. Um, I just want to start off by saying, Mickey, that I remember when you had me and Dan stay at yours, and you took us to White Hart Lane. That's right. Yeah, good weekend, that wasn't it. It was the great weekend. Uh, but we were we were sat in the home end watching Spurs, and that was the game that Gareth Bell scored in the last minute. And me and Dan had to sit there like, ah, oh, yeah.
0: Well, done. yeah, yeah. I, I remember that. Yeah, you, it, it was it was a one 0 wasn't it? And he got the only goal. Yeah. So yeah, that yeah. was a. Yeah, as I said, mate, a great weekend for all. <laughs> great weekend.
1: Eight, eight, yeah, we've we played really well. 89th minute. Me and Ray have to stand up and slowly clap. Garibald yeah. banging in a worldie against us.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I did appreciate that because otherwise my dad would have lost his season ticket. So I do appreciate you getting up and clapping. Thanks for that, boys. Yeah.
2: Thank <laughs> you. But yeah, it's um it's great to talk to you again. I've missed you, mate.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it's been too long. I've got to get a little trip down to the South Coast sorted out. It's been it's been too long, man. it been too long. Yeah. You, you, of course, you've been down there before, haven't you? Oh, I did. We popped down there for the weekend, mate with the other couple, didn't we? Old uh, Henners and Jenners had a good weekend it. with them. No, cool. Man. Yeah, it was cool. We'll sort something out again, soon. We'll definitely. definitely sort something out again.
2: Definitely. And I just want to say as well, you're um, you're super six this year. You've been killing it.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know how for the life of me. I've had a, I had a good start. I think that's what helped. I had a good start, but I've been I've been shocking lately. I'm in two leagues. I don't know how. I've, I've, I've obviously dropped off the third in your league, and I was top of my other league at work. And now I'm about, I was, I think I was like 30, 40 points clear, now it's down to about five. Yeah, i have had Just a bad, 30, bad period. I've had a bad yeah. run, mate, and a couple the weeks, a few weeks ago you even said yourself it was the first time you sort of outscored me, and hmm. it's been acting on every week, I think, since, so we'll see, you know, halfway through the season, we'll see how we get on.
3: Yeah, so you're the mysterious Tony Randall then? <laughs> yeah, aka
0: Tony Randall, yeah, that's me. <laughs> that's
3: it, Yeah. Um, <laughs> right, let's talk Spurs. Uh,
2: before right. we talk the game, uh, I just want to know how you feel about the loss of Pochettino and the appointment of, well, Jose, the special one.
0: Well, I was obviously gutted when he, when he left. I mean, when you've got the news sort of like it was coming through, filtering through on social media and you're getting texts from friends and stuff and you're sort of going, nah, nah, nah. I mean, I can understand because of the start to the season we had, but I mean, you look at he was there five and a half years I think his first full year, we was there with third, second, third, fourth, Champions League, final. You know, I remember, I mean, the funny thing is that he didn't have a great start when he joined. I think I remember talking to you when he first joined, and I said, look, give him talk Christmas, because he had a bad start. And I think it was sort of, touch and go with him, he would even stay past Christmas, like, five years ago. But he'd, he'd come on, and he'd come on a bundle. And he, he, yeah, he's our longest, it's a weird statistic, but he's our longest-serving premiership manager.
2: Wow.
0: Oh, wow. That's what I mean. I couldn't, he, he surpassed that when he was there about three... I think Redknapp was there about three and a half years, and he was our longest before that. So I know, yeah, other, I you know a lot of other teams...
2: I thought Redknapp would have been there a bit longer. No,
0: he, yeah, I think Redknapp was there three and a half years. He, wow. he replaced Ramblin, didn't he, and the last way through a season, and then done three full seasons. And then we had one or two in between. I think Sherwood come in, Willis Boas come in, and then we had them... Um, Obviously, Poch come in, but yeah, I was sceptical at first because he had no real proven record. Then he just come along and he just he fitted in nicely. He, he kind of like fitted the team. He fitted the, the ethos of the club, which you know you got. He wanted to get back to that hard working, you know, ninety minute of sheer pace. Spurs <coughs> have been always a very entertaining team. It's, it's, it's in their it's in their, it's in their DNA, and then um, he wanted to get back to that. And I think that's what every, I don't know a single Spurs fan that didn't love De Geza, and wasn't upset when he left. Same there, mate, same there. No, no, I think it was like, you know, no, you know, it, it, I, I wish nothing but the best for him. He's obviously he's a legend down the lane. There was not a single person with a bad word to say about in his training methods, all the, all the you know, you, you read a lot in the media about the, the, the odd player says this, that and the other. Well, who? come out and say it, and if you're, if you that is you know, a, a source tells, no, no, just tell them the source is, you know, you can't read a lot of the time what you, you, you're reading, well, obviously, reading the papers, but then getting the special one and you think to yourself, well, we, Poch got sacked on like the Wednesday and Mourinho was in on the Thursday, now you don't get Mourinho overnight, you know that as well as I do, mm-hmm. so that's, that's been going on for a while and how long before this did Poch know he was going to go and when did they contact Mourinho? What made them contact Mourinho? I mean, I've got no problem with Mourinho. I mean, again, his track record speaks for itself. He's although he's been around the block a few times, he's a journeyman. But you don't get Pochettino being a journeyman managing Sunderland or West Ham or you know he's you know Real Madrid in Milan, you know Man United, the three of the biggest clubs in the world. You know it's not just gonna. It's just why Ancelotti went to Everton, I'll never know. But them sort of, <laughs> of blokes, they go to the big clubs and they, they bring the big names to the big pubs and they get the, you know, so, his track record speaks for itself. I think it was ten years ago Spurs won their last trophy, 2008, we beat uh, Chelsea in the, in, the I think it was the Carling Cup then, yep. and that's our last trophy ten years ago, and in that same space of time Mourinho's won ten trophies. Yeah, that's... We, we, so his track, it's not as if he's bounced about minuscule clubs like your David Moyes, your Allardyces, your Kerbyshleys, your McLarens. He's not one of them. He's, he's been about the block, but he goes to the big clubs and he, he, he only wants to go to the big clubs because he can afford to be picky. True. So getting in down the, the lane, I think, is a bit of a coup. But I don't know. You know, It's not been that great to start with. But we'll see. We'll see.
3: But do you think he turned it around already?
0: Not judging by the last couple of you know uh, performances. I was at the Chelsea game um, on, when was it, last Sunday. And it, oof, we never showed up. I don't know what he was playing there. Just didn't show up. And yeah, I was at the Brighton game as well on Boxing Day. And again, it was sort of like, it, it took us to go a goal down... For half time to come along for us to go sort of like what is going on. So whether you can turn you can only turn a certain amount around because you still he's, he's not got any extra players. I mean, you know you can see it in the sort of like interviews you have with players and stuff like that. That him being there is is a bit of a a coup for them, just that the players themselves to play underneath him. But, but as think, for
3: whether or not, sorry mate, um, yeah, do, do you think that um, he's getting the best out of um, the play, some of the players that? Poch wasn't
0: I think he's getting the best for some of them but some of them have been on that same level you know I think he's he's definitely got a he's, he's definitely Delhi is Delhi definitely playing a bit better you can tell oh, just you know he, he, he had that first two seasons I suppose where he was just he was the hottest bit of property on the planet he was just like he was everywhere he was like shit in the field he was absolutely everywhere <laughs> but then you've got then the last season he he fell off the I don't know if he believed his own hype or not too much and fell off the boil a bit, and he got a bit, got to handle the pot. And you know, since uh, Jose's come in, he's a different player. I think he's scored what two or three goals, he's been there or nearabouts in everything, he's been everywhere, you know. And you know, he's, he's definitely making him play better. I mean, other players just have been on the same, your Sunnies and your Canes have been the same level since the day they joined. But I think he's, he's brought Maura out a bit more as well. Maura is just he's working his little socks off a little today. You know, and he's, he's really running about, and I think they sort of want to play for him, and they know whether or not Moorin you know, has promised them anything. said, like, you know, I'll promise you we'll win the trophy, but we've got to work for it and all that. But it seems as though the players now have got that bit more edge in them. I mean... It, it, how long has he been there? It's just, Toby's been in all the Vol's been in negotiations for what a year and a half. Mm, yeah. All of a sudden, Mourinho's in five minutes and he signed a new contract. Mm. No, I didn't so
1: know. He's one, he's one of the players that that Mauricio clearly didn't see eye to eye with them.
0: Well, there might be two of them players. I mean, because you know, Vatantin's still not done. He hasn't still signed a contract. It's still one or two that's still sort of hold. is a big name, who's not signed a contract yet, but. Mm. You know, Mourinho's kind of saying no, 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 no no. we can have some of this maybe not this year but we've still in the Champions League we can still get into the Champions League next year by, by um, uh, league position if we finish with the top three forget it you're not catching them top three I don't think so we get that fourth place because it's not as if we're playing everyone's playing bad you know Chelsea are losing you know Man United keep losing no, I don't want to start about Arsenal you know it's, the fourth is asked to lose as yeah. far as I'm concerned well, and, it, and unfortunately, we're we'll beginning to lose it. By you know, unfortunately, not nothing against Norwich. You know, they're doing you know, they're doing all right, but we shouldn't be losing, drawing at Norwich. You know, we shouldn't be sort of barely scraping a 2 one at home to Brighton. No disrespect to any sort of clubs, but if you sort of if you're top four in Champions League every year, you shouldn't be struggling against clubs that maybe ain't you know what I mean, just up there with you, the middle of the table, the, the bounce are up and down each year, you know?
3: So, I mean, who's been the player that's been consistently good under both managers so far this season, every match?
0: Every, well, Harry has been, you know, he, he, just, he just doesn't stop. He just Can't doesn't stop. Do it, I man. mean, I was... You no, know, he just—it's ridiculous. I mean, he even popped in yesterday and got a goal. I know it was a penalty, but you know, he's still—he's still, he still popping a in there. It's something like 136 Premier League goals in 200 Premier League games. I mean, gotcha, that's man. wow. That, I know Wet that's some record
3: awesome. It's
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Of course it is. The, the funny thing <laughs> is though is that you—you you, you never hear of any team wanting him, which is quite weird. Like, you know, come the transfer window, oh, you know, Real Madrid are ready to take. They, they can want him, but they can fucking have him. I can tell you that. So you kill these these rumours and these numbers being slung about the papers: 150 million for him and 150 million for that. And, but you never see Harry Kane in shock moves to potential Man U or potentially to Real Madrid. I don't know why there's never any rumours about him. And I, I I really sort of like it's really weird considering he's banging in 30 goals a season consistently. I think it's only something like. Messi, who scored more goals for club and country this calendar year. You know, it's like 50 goals I think Messi scored, and I think Kane's on like 40 something. Yeah, well, only long Messi is beating now. You, you've got to be doing something right.
2: Yeah. Um, on the and flip side of that, is there anybody that's like underperformed for you this season? You
0: know, when you see his name on the
2: team sheet, you're just like, oh, fucking hell, not again.
0: I, I like to see his name on the team sheet, he's Ericsson. But Then I see what he does, and I just go, I shouldn't have said, I shouldn't have fancied that. Do you know what I mean? It's like he's either, the, like yeah. In the last season so far, this season he's not had a good one. He, he, his free kicks apart from yesterday, that was well, a bit extreme. That was yesterday. a yesterday. yesterday, yesterday yeah. <laughs> yeah. We won't we won't bring into play the old deflection. so we'll we'll just we'll slide over that. That's yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> but the, the the um yeah. He's the first man on a corner, or a free kick, and he just looks tired. I saw it at the Brighton game, and Kane looked knackered. By the 85th minute, you can tell his legs were heavy. He had a bit too much turkey the day before. He, wasn't, he just kind of didn't fancy it, but he was still running up and down like he was on Duracell. You know, it was just unbelievable. It was. But, yeah, everything... There's mm, him, there's Dyer's missing something. Dyer's not the sort of player he was. He's, there's something missing from his game, whereas before he would be the. Um, he was almost to me like the Patrick Vieira, the one who was stonking in there, winding players up, the Stefan Freud sort of player, you know? Mm. Really winding the team up and just getting stuck in and bossing that sort of just behind the midfield kind of thing. But again, he's missing something. I don't know if midfield's missing something, but. It shouldn't be that with the, the names we've got across that middle of the park, we shouldn't be I shouldn't even be saying the midfielders names that are underperforming. You know, I shouldn't be saying the back four are underperforming, you know. But it's just how it is. It really is.
1: Does Jose play Dyer much? In his first game, didn't he give a date his first game first start of the season to Dyer?
0: Well, hasn't played him much,
1: Clearly, it
0: is Something like Jose's son used to be the youth seen coach back in Portugal when Di was in Portugal. So Di knows Jose from years ago. Anyway, there's some sort of connection there with old with Porto, where they were both sort of there. He was a kid and he was the manager, but he hasn't played in much. And I think a few players have kind of fell out of favour since Mourinho's come in. they not playing. I don't think they've played sort of like Sissoko as much and. Um, I know there's a couple of injuries and stuff, but I think he's trying to whittle out who wants to actually play for him, and that's what it is. It's that bit of that bit of hunger, that bit of that, that that big set of bollocks, basically that he can have playing for him? if you have got a big set of bollocks, there's no point in playing for a team like Tottenham as far as I'm concerned. No point in playing for any team. Go and get a warehouse job. <laughs> you know, if, you, if you don't want to give it all your all, you want 150 grand a week, because, you know you've got millions of people watching you. You know you've got the, the expectation of a whole. You no know, city or borough on you and you're, you're very privileged to be in that position you are. So, you know, you, you've got to want to play for it, otherwise you can go and play for Sunderland. You can go and play for Borough or <laughs> Southampton. Uh-huh. <laughs>
3: Speaking of no bollocks, um, yeah. <laughs> are there any weaknesses that we can exploit in your team, do you reckon?
0: I'm not saying a word, mate. We're, we're as strong as ever we are. No, I think the defence because we've only we've, we've, I think we've only kept one clean sheet under now you. Uh, it's
2: if you watch Saints but we don't keep clean sheets so you ain't got to worry because about
0: that this is why to me to me Wednesday's game you got draw over it, you're like with a four all draw or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have not kept the game. We one clean sheet, and that was against Burnley when we beat them 5 That was the only sort of that was the only clean sheet we've kept since Mourinho's taken charge. We've conceded two against West Ham, we've conceded like two against Norwich, we've conceded against Brighton, we've uh, Chelsea at home. You know, when Chelsea are sort of like spanking us at White Hart Lane, but then losing to yourselves, th- there's a few days later at Stamford Bridge.
1: You've no, got, you've got,
0: you've got Gazaniga in goal, haven't you? No calamity, Jesus! I was at the, the, the game where he, he, you know, karate kicked what's his name off the pitch where he could, he could have just caught it, I think it was the way he didn't just catch. It was harder to kick it than it was to catch it. What was he thinking? Christ almighty, he was got Daniel Russo from the Karate Kid, wasn't he? <laughs> I Mr Miyagi was going to pop out and give him an orange at half time. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, you, you get past I mean, he's alright and, you know, goes off to sort of the start of the new, early part of the new year, I think, because of his elbow. Yeah. But on his day, Gazaniga's alright, but he just that's silly things, that's silly, we couldn't, you know, yesterday couldn't be out the own goal, that was just like ping pong, that was just going off everyone, but you know, he, he, stayed, he kept us in against Wolves, I think it was, and he, he kept us in a few games, and I think he was lucky not to get sent off, which would have put us in real trouble, if he would have been sent off against, the, at the Chelsea game, because in my opinion, he should have got sent off, you know, it was lucky to get a yellow. Um,
2: do you think the, the new stadium is hurting you, like, financially? Has it? Uh, they made it clear that there's going to be any funds available for you?
0: I don't think it's hurt us because we're not a skint, club. We're, you know, let's be honest. We've it's not. We're not. A, we don't chuck money away, but we don't sort of. We don't buy for the sake of it, but we don't say. I've never heard Spurs say once we haven't got the funds available. I've never heard them say that. You know, I know the new stadium cost them a billion pounds and all that, but. As I said, I've been at games, you know, there's 60,000 people there, all having a good drink and a good beer. They've taken a couple of million pounds a game easily. They've got NFL games there. They've got, you know, there is funds in that Enoch pop. You, know, you know, we spent 60 odd million pounds on them, on um, Dombele and 25 million pounds on Sessingill. So the money is there. We'll never snap to Sigil, although I think Dombele's a great player. Mm, I do. I love like you know, him. He's great. He, he just is hard as that. He reminds me of a. a uh, Moussa Dembele, just yeah. bosses that midfield and you can't get the ball off him, you just cannot get the ball off him, you just, you just don't even try it, let him do his thing and just, just wait until he's finished, the, We have there is money there, but to be honest, I don't think we needed to buy players, you get to 2-3 in the league and you get to the Champions League final, getting new players in to me just upset it a little bit.
3: So I'm looking forward to the match on New Year's Day then, so what sort of game do you think we can expect from Spurs?
0: Well, I can see Spurs doing another lesser on you lot, basically. To be fair, it, it, as, your, your home form ain't great, just as our away form ain't great. I think up until yesterday, we've we both won only two. Oh, we've won two away, you've won two at home. Mm. You know, lost six at, at home. We've, we've, you know, we've lost four... It's got draw written all over it in my... In my you know, you've got 24 goals against it, or 26, uh, 25 now, because of yesterday. You know, it's, it's just... To me, it's got draw written all over it because of the fact that... And our only two away wins have come under Jose. Away, away at Wolves. There are only two away wins this season. So, I know, but I think it's... You know, if you play the away... Played against Chelsea, compared to what we played against Chelsea, then you'll slaughter us, but I think it will be... I think it will be a draw, you know. It's, I'll, it's so I'll just, take a draw personally. I will as well. Right? So I, so, right. so right, say. but there'll be, goals. there'll be goals. You know, we're conceding when we're we're still now conceding. We're, you know, we're in two, There's two, three, four goals a game, whether it be you know three, one, two goals, whatever. There's goals in every game we're playing. There, so we're not at a one nil. I don't think. I think the closest to that is a two one, maybe. You know, there's, there's not. There's goals in every game. So we've not kept a clean sheet, so there is definitely going to be goals there. You're scoring, you know, every now and, you're popping up now and again with a goal, and, but you see them as well. So mm. there'll definitely be goals, without a doubt, without a doubt.
2: So who from our side are you worried
0: about most? Mostly, well, I've, I've always thought Redmond was all right. He's good at, you know, he, he can. As of last season, he was, I think JWP, you know, old Warner Kraus, he's always been for me a little backer.
2: You remember him from no. last season, then? I don't
0: That's the thing. <laughs> I think he, he had a great game against Chelsea, didn't he, as well, I so yeah, So, yeah. He, he can just... I think he can, he can be the turning point. Because I think if we... If, as I said about the midfield, if our midfield ain't on tune, he can exploit it. You know, and... Ings is back. To, you know, he scored the other as well, didn't he, Danny Ings? Yeah, Danny Ings um, has been banging him in for fun, yeah. That's the thing. At the moment, I think... He, he, Liverpool, although he was injured, I think Liverpool ruined him. To forget the injury, he would never be on the field at Liverpool. Mm. But when he comes to, and wants to play and he's playing, Ings is a dangerous player as well. And he, if if trouse can exploit our midfield, then Ings can easily exploit our back four. You know what I mean? So it's, Yeah, he only has
2: half a chance at the moment and he's tucking him away. Well, no, and any that, mistake, that's it. Well,
0: that's... And unfortunately, we're 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 just making mistakes for fun at the back now. Do you know what I mean? And it's a bit, you know, we going forward. with scoring. I mean, we can score goals. I mean, we can score good goals. I mean, remember Sunny's goal against Burnley? Oh Do fucking! You know man. what I mean? He, oh wow! He, yeah. I mean, I said if if the goal would have been down the other end of Tottenham High Road, he would have carried on running to score. <laughs> he was like Forrest Gump, wasn't he? He <laughs> the South Korean Forrest Gump. He kept going and going and he wouldn't have stopped. So we can score them, but unfortunately we can also let them in, which is, which is the worrying thing about it. I think he's concentrating too much on um, attack because he's playing Mora, Ali, Sun and Kane all together. You know, you, you, the, the amount of times Sunny and Kane played together last season, I can probably count on one hand. So he's definitely attack-minded. You know, they call it mask, M-A-S-K, more Ali, Sun, Kane. So they, they, he's definitely pushing them on. Mm. No, Stanley obviously at the moment is, you know, he's, he's uh, suspended, but he's more attack minded than he's defence minded, and I think it's it's exploiting a lot. And the likes of Ings,
1: always
0: been well, yeah, they'll, they'll it'll, it'll sort of playing into their hands, really, aren't they? Mm. It's
1: um, like son suspended for our game. Yeah, he's out. Yeah, he's he's
0: he's they
1: played Chelsea appealed, but
0: the, the appeal got turned down. Uh, so you know we've we've got no Sonny, which is a shame because I think it, it'd have a he, he yeah, big shame that yeah, <laughs> yeah, he is. yeah. So, for it is, you know for you it's a great bonus, He's not playing to be honest with you, but know, he's just a great player and he's the one other one who gives 100% all the time and he just doesn't stop running. He's, he's on he, you know what I mean? he's Jurisil Bunny. He just doesn't stop
3: so can I trouble you for a score prediction you said you think it's going to be a draw
0: um, I think it, yeah I think there'll be a, there'll be goals there'll be definitely goals I think it's got a draw written all over it but I'm obviously going to have to you know go for a Spurs win and I'm going to put it down at 3-1 Spurs sounds sure. nothing like a draw <laughs> <laughs> but this is what I mean I think it's got, it has got got draw written on it. it to me If you know but I can't I'm not going to say draw. I'm going to say Spurs three-one. Maybe even three-two because there'll be there'll be goals. I think I think we'll edge it. I think I mean, we'll just edge it. And yeah. you,
1: Dan? Can I get a prediction from you? Yeah, yeah. I'd, I again I I'd, I'd take a draw. However, I think that uh, Spurs will win it two-one. And that's, if they'd have beat Norwich comfortably, I think we would have had a better chance. And I don't know what our history is against Mourinho, but. After they drew two-two with Norwich, I think we'll sort of see a little bit of a backlash as well. Two-one.
2: I'm, I'm, I'm right with you there, Dan. I think two-one Spurs. Also, I just I just think that Saints are, uh, yeah, as Mickey said, we're struggling at home, not scoring a lot of goals at home again. So, and you know, as yeah, I say, Spurs aren't exactly playing great at the moment. I watched them yesterday against Norwich. We both didn't really care. If we sat there and watching them for a bit. And yeah. Yeah. I. I think it's going to be a close one. I think uh, Saints will pull one back, but then ultimately Spurs will edge it towards the end. What about you, Kevin? <coughs> what are you going for? I do even see us pulling one back, I think, 2-0. 2-0 two nil. Two nil Spurs? Yeah. <coughs> nice. So, yeah, Spurs wins all round then. Brilliant. Um, right, we've got three <laughs> questions for you. Uh, oh, wait, was it four questions for you today? Yeah. Um,
3: do you want to start, Kev? Yeah, sure. OK, so if you could pick one Saints player... To put into the current Spurs team, who would you take and why?
1: I would
0: take Ward Prowse.
3: Hmm. I think,
0: you know, if you look at him and Harry Winks, they're the same kind of you look at their backgrounds, both youth all the way through the ranks. You know, they're playing for under, England under 17s, 18s, all the way to the first team. They've both got very similar kind of like backgrounds in career wise. And I think they're both young, very, very hungry. Englishman, English midfielders, you just want to, you know, just want to be stuck in all the time and create and just be be that sort of, uh, that creative midfielder. And I think if I could probably take one player, it would be him. For the simple fact, I'd love to see him play alongside Harry Winks.
2: Nice. Um, okay, would you rather wear an Arsenal shirt every day for five years or sleep in a haunted house every day for ten?
0: Can I die? There's death <laughs> an option in there somewhere? <laughs>
3: Um, yeah, but then um, you'd come back as a ghost haunting the house for like, eh. the, the Arsenal legends.
0: True. as
3: Ar- Arsenal t- is your uh, butler.
0: As your butler? That's kind of like asking me, what do I want more, gonorrhea or syphilis? <laughs> I think what I'd probably, do, oh, I don't know. I'd have to, I don't like ghosts, so I'd have to wear the Arsenal shirt, I'm like, oh, no, I just threw up, sorry, that's where the a the Arsenal shirt. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was, yeah.
2: was not expecting that,
0: Mickey, disappointed. Yeah, no, the whole no. You should have given me another option, like, I don't know, drink a cup of vomit or something, I don't know, I'd have done that, but not <laughs> the <laughs>
3: shirt. It's just suck-off measure, <laughs> isn't
0: Mm, nah,
3: nah. I'll, I'll wear a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, shirt. Um, So, would you rather be twice the height of Peter Crouch or half the height of Lionel Messi?
0: I'd be fans. But being a midget, you, you know, you get you get a lot of attention being a midget, didn't you? Cause you then what it, it does is it makes your schlong look massive. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'd be half the height of Messi with a humongous penis. <laughs> <famous. laughs>
2: Tripod. Right, yeah. Um, <laughs> lastly, are there any favourite Spurs fan chants that you have? And actually, I wanted to um, ask mm. you what the fuck is the deal with that uh, when the Spurs go marching in, because that's the complete get your mask on. Yeah. No, we thought
3: of that
0: first. It's that was cool. our one first. When the Saints go <laughs> no, marching ooh, that, in. No, that was. I think Louis Armstrong one. called it in the gone.
2: 30s, didn't
0: he? We've been around long, now, it's us. Um, the, the one I do like, and it's been going on for a couple of years, is about Ali. And it's to the tune of Eighty Breaky Heart by uh, Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah. everyone's got... One. <laughs> uh, oh, we've yeah, got yeah. the Deli Ellie. I just don't think you'll understand. He only costs five mil. He's better than Brazil. We've got Deli Ellie. So I, I do like that one. Nice. Great.
2: That's
3: all
2: That's brilliant. Yeah, I think that's about it. Unless there's anything you want to ask, Dan? Yeah, no,
1: no.
3: No, head. Oh, oh yeah. excellent. Awesome. <laughs> I wish you a happy new year, Mesh.
1: Yeah, happy yeah. new year. Happy All new the year. best, Chaps. Hope the rest of your
0: show goes good.
3: Yep. Yeah, you just ruined Thank it. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. <laughs>
0: Appreciate that. Now, anytime you want me to ruin your show, you just give me a shout. Yeah. No <laughs> Amazing. Oh
1: Oh, Mickey, actually, well, what do you think you're going to finish in the league? Fourth. Is that what you're going with?
0: Gonna, yeah, the top are, are top Yeah, top three are gone. Forget it. You'll catch a top three. So if we can nick that Champions, if we can nick that last Champions League. That I'll be happy. I'll be happy with fourth.
1: And do, and do you think Jose will win you a cup like the FA Cup this year or something next year? I
0: think he'll. There'll be yeah. He'll win us a cup. He, he's, you know. I don't think he's been anywhere without winning something. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he, he even he even knocked out a couple of cups at Man U, didn't he? I mean, they're like two years, so he, he won three trophies there or something.
2: So, yeah. he, he, you know, I'll
0: take I'll take a cup because as I said, we haven't won one in ten years, and the, the cabinet's looking a bit dusty. <laughs> cool,
2: brilliant. Thanks very much, Mickey. Best. No of, worries, mate. Best of luck for the rest of the season. Yes. Yeah, it's,
0: yeah, it's yeah you too, mate. Right? Yeah, all the best. We'll have a little chat soon. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Take. Hello. Nice one. Have, have a nice new year, mate. Take care. Yeah, you too. Take care of yourselves.
1: Bye-bye. Cheerio.
2: Right. bye OK, welcome back to the Extra Time segment. It's where we've got predictions to go through first, and there's quite a lot of them to go through since the last time we recorded. So I'll start with the Villa game. I went for a 1-1 draw, and you went for a 2-1 Saints win. So two points to you leaving the scores at that point 38-30. Then came the Chelsea game, and we both predicted 2-0 win for Chelsea. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, nothing there for us, so the scores stayed the same. Then on to Palace, I went 1-0 Saints, you went 2-0 Saints. So again, no scores, so that leaves the scores currently 38-30 to you. Great. So yeah, it's um, another two points picked up there. Not massive, but yeah. Uh, And then Super 6. So we've got three rounds to go through. We had round 29 when it was Adam Darlington with 12 points. Round 30 was won by Michael Etheridge with 16 points. And yesterday's round 31 ended with Ben Wyatt scoring 17 points. So now the overall lead is still with Adam Darlington on 262. I'm up to ninth now though, so I'm clawing it back. Uh, Fantasy Football, Kev.
3: OK, I'll start with our that's and FC Podcasters League. Um, yeah, John Bailey's still top with 1080. Uh, I am closing him down with 1048. And your 50 shades of Che, that's uh, 973 points so far for you. Um, lead these you fourth. Quick look at our In That Number podcast.
2: I think um, Rashford saved me yesterday, scoring that goal at the end, and the assist from Daniel James, so that helps me a little bit. Claw back some dignity.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, over the last um, few weeks, it's um, had a decent haul. The week before, 46 points, and the week before that, 53. That's quite solid. Um, Yeah. As for me, I haven't had the best week so far. This week, I'm on 21 points. Still got a few players to play. Um, obviously Liverpool, Sheffield United, Wolves, um, none of them have played yet. Uh, last Tonight, isn't it, yeah. Last week, 67 points, but um, unbelievably, look at my bench. Triore, Jimenez, Leno and Target uh, wow. would, would have scored a combined 36. <laughs> <laughs> wow, but yeah, TAA got your 24 points. Yeah, I maybe should have played my bench boost then. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the week before that, 60, so yeah, fairly solid sort of moves. But yeah, Vardy didn't play yesterday.
2: No, I was going about it. that. That's like Captain Vardy.
3: Mm. Yeah, who's your vice?
2: Uh, Ra- Rashford. Ah. Oh no, is it Sterling? I think I've got Sterling as my vice. What he plays
3: tonight. Mm. Okay, so yeah, I'll be looking, looking forward to that. Top of the league as ever so far this winter we've got uh, in Ralph we Trust Stephen McCulloch's team on 1171 he's racing away with it Lucy Hynette is yeah again strong as ever only 30 or so points behind um yeah quick down the table Lucas Griffiths Lucas and Hool's 11 uh Baviar Gordon Sloan that's making making its way up Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's that's the fantasy book. Okay.
2: Right, I've got some more counties for you. Oh, you don't? I do. And I can see that you're not cheating now, so. Mm. Are you ready for this? Don't look at my paper. Okay. (laughs) Are you ready? Okay, Mm -hmm. I want all the professional football clubs in Hertfordshire.
3: Oh, in Hertfordshire? Are Wickham Wanderers? No. Oh, God. Uh, Watford? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, oh, oh, no, Luton's in Bedfordshire, isn't it? Mm. Um, oh, Stevensborough. Okay, yeah, well, yeah. just Stevenish now.
2: It's yeah. been for a lovely long time. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, ready for another one? Okay. West Sussex. City. Not professional, I knew you were going to say that. Growly town. Growly town, yeah. Well, just the one. And lastly, South Yorkshire.
3: Sheffield, Wednesday and United. Yeah. I don't know why I want to say Darlington. No. Oh, um, Barnsley.
2: Yep. Huddersfield. No. Oh,
3: then West Yorkshire, Jesus. Mm. Shame on me. Um,
2: Barnsley, Shepherd United, Shepherd Wednesday. Rotherham. Yep, Rotherham. And one more.
3: Doncaster Rovers. Well too. done. Mm-hmm.
2: Excellent. And I can confirm that he did not cheat there. He got those all. So, yeah.
3: This all genuine. Well done, mate. Just what's left of my uh, brains after Christmas. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I've seen what you put in your body this, this festive period, yeah. That um, was good. Well done. Um, you've got a Russian phrase.
3: Oh, would you like one?
2: I would, yeah. Well, we, I mean, we don't have to. I mean, just as it's tradition.
3: Any particular themes here? This right. is our last uh, podcast just for a New Year. year maybe. I think that's going to be the way it's going to go. So Do you remember how we uh, congratulated people with uh, other holidays?
2: Suraj one.
3: Yay. Okay, so, yeah. um, Just like Merry Christmas, Happy New Year starts with... uh, because you congratulate people with uh, a holiday. So, yeah. Norvum Gordum. Norvum Gordum. Norvum Gordum.
2: Norvum Gordum.
3: And again, I gave you a universal phrase last time for um, any holiday that's upcoming. Snastupayushim.
2: Yes, Snastupayushim.
3: So you can put them together and get Snastupayushim Novum Gordon. Snastupayushim Novum Gordum. Yeah, that's Not beautiful. Snastupayushim Novum Gordum. Yeah. Snastupayushim Novum Gordum. Taurishi. <laughs> okay. That's it. And until next year. Yeah. At the Saints. At the Saints in 2020.
1: Podcast Network.